Are you a lawyer who desires more freedom and flexibility in your work life? To be more available for your family, stop deferring those bucket list travel destinations until retirement, take care of yourself physically and mentally, or even just have more time for your other passions and priorities. What would it mean for your life if you could continue to practice law without sacrificing in any of these areas or sacrificing your income? I'm Kaylee Jackamay, host of the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. I run a six-figure virtual law practice working less than 25 hours a week. I'm a mom of two little ones and started my practice so I wouldn't have to choose between my vision of motherhood and my legal career. Your dreams and priorities may be different, but if you're curious about how to create a practice that is designed around your most important priorities in life, rather than always having to fit your life around your career, then you're in the right place. You, my friend, are more than just a lawyer, and you can lawyer on your own terms. Welcome to the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, joining me today is Ashley Hurd. She is an attorney and founder of Manager Method. Ashley's been through the Accelerator program, and she is just doing some really cool things that I'm excited to dig into about today and has very creatively applied her expertise and her legal background um, to this online world. So Ashley, welcome. Can you, in your own words, tell everyone a little bit about your background and what you're doing now? Sure. So I am a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for about 15 plus years now and had always been in employment law. So started working in law firms and then had been in-house for about a decade. So even starting having a focus in employment law, I'd taken on IT security um, and general counsel work. So I'd become a general counsel, but I'd also kind of happened into HR as well, just working in companies that needed HR. And so as I took that on, especially the feeling of employment law or those listening that have done litigation, it's very win-loss. And no matter even if you win in the courtroom or on in the documents on PACER, the feeling of exhaustion and knowing that every employment dispute, there's real human beings behind it. So as I moved into HR, I really love this idea of impacting people's lives and, and having a positive effect in helping managers understand what to do, what not to do. A lot of what I started doing was internally in-house working with managers to teach them do's and don'ts about employment law. They don't need to become a lawyer. They don't need to become HR, but helping them. And so about two and a half years ago, I started in earnest my business manager method, all with the North Star of helping managers not just understand do's and don'ts, but ways that to work with uh, their teams to have really positive ripple impacts and have that kind of leadership development that many people just don't get in the workplace that can lead to legal issues, but also can lead to a lot of really personal problems, lack of engagement, mental health. And so everything I do is try to upskill managers and turn them into leaders. That's awesome. And when you first started out, I know you had some um, retainer clients and then you had this vision for manager method, which was unlike anything you saw available in the marketplace. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what your initial vision for manager method was and maybe how it's evolved or if, if it's evolved in a way that you didn't expect? I was actually looking at some of the materials from Accelerator that I've been looking at. So I think Kaylee literally helped me to visualize in the true sense what I wanted life to look like. And there was really a blend of personal and professional with that. Personal, I had the feeling a lot of people, probably everyone listening to this has had either currently or at some point, which is just feel like you're working all the time. 
and work is always on your mind or you're always opening up the laptop at night or just it, that it dominates so much of your life. And so I had this idea and in, in talking in talking with you, Kaylee, we talked about for me how it was really important to have some of that separation, be able to shut things down and so not feel like I'm constantly on call. So some of this more prof- professionally and personally was this idea to create scalable tools, but to have them out there. And for me, like the terms like passive income, like when I heard that, I didn't know what it meant. It felt, oh, what is this bag of goods? But what, what that meant for me practically was to be able to leverage all of the years, my career quilt that I've built up, that we all have our own very unique career quilt, but to leverage that in ways that people can access it without me being there or constantly having that. And so the other personal was like, who am I? I'm a mom, two kids that were growing and how, what can I do to really have some of that division and be more intentional about my schedule when for many years I prided myself on being responsive or I, I worked with colleagues or felt a culture like it may be a race to reply first. And so in painting the vision, it was this idea of not dropping out of the race completely or, or forgoing everything I'd worked so hard to build, but really culminating that into a way where I could help others by using my experiences and knowledge, but also do it in a way that I was really happy at the end of the day. And then you're, interestingly, you're applying that to a lot of the advice and the content that you create for Manager Method through TikTok and Instagram and, and everywhere where else you are. When you said you prided yourself on being very responsive, I Luke came to mind. Can we? Can you tell us about Luke? Who is Luke, Ashley? <laughs> so Luke is my fictitious. Although I have realized Luke is a very real person in the lives. He's taking of on a life of his own. I know. <laughs> I feel. I feel badly because like one of my very good friends, her son is named Lucas, and so I'm like, it's not Luke. It's, it's not Lucas, but I I picked it and it's stuck with it. And I people will sometimes say women leaders can be like that too. Absolutely, being a, a a jerk or clueless boss has no is runs all the gamut. But Luke, in my videos, the way I started doing content, I just started hitting record because for me, I found myself throughout my career when I was in house legal in HR having very similar conversations. And and people I was talking to aren't Luke, so I want to set the record straight. I'm still very friendly with so many of the people I work with and they get a kick out of it. Cause they're like, wait, is this me? I'm like, no, not you. But it's this idea of talking to someone and this idea of that a lot of managers, and I mean from like first line managers, maybe those that were promoted because they did a really good job in their job. So they get promoted to management because surely they can teach everybody else. have seen how that can work or not, but all the way up to the C-level, to CEOs, but how people just don't know. Sometimes some don't care. So we'll put that aside, but a lot don't know differently. They may not have the perspective of a lot of their hardest workers or understand what that reality looks like. So when you say back to the office, what that impact can be for your teams, their families, the the, the way that can really uproot the, the life that they've finally gotten adjusted to. And so in all my videos, it's Luke is my foil where I have conversations to educate him or help him to think differently. And I say, I'm not a wizard. It's not magic potions. It's not things that people have to say. But it's just different ways of thinking about things. And so it's been a, a blend of legal and HR. Sometimes I'll talk about things like discussing pay and how so many people are like, it's you can't discuss your pay. That's confidential. While in the U.S., there's a lot of legal protections that say the complete opposite. Other things are more about performance management and how you treat people and why uh, employment consequences at work from termination of employment to even performance steps 
shouldn't be a surprise. And so Luke is my foil to have those conversations in a way that's more conversational and hopefully not preachy. And very entertaining. I was I was mentioning you to someone else as I was talking about how you might begin your business for a certain reason, maybe that's flexibility. And in becoming an entrepreneur, you may find that you enjoy certain aspects of running your own business that perhaps you had you didn't even um, have an outlet for in a previous position. And it can create an opportunity to bridge different passions that maybe you didn't consider as your professional skill set. But you are a comedian and you have just masterfully bridged that passion with content creation. And maybe if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about what your content strategy is? Do you have a piece of like a, a pillar piece of content that you then disseminate in other ways? Do you, I, I know you said you just got on the camera. Do you just create it when it comes to mind? What's your overall strategy for creating the content that you create? I'll say what my strategy has been and is and what I would tell others. And I would tell anyone listening to go back also, I, it may have been your second episode of the podcast, Kaylee. I can search the titles, but where you talk about social media. And for some people, that's going to work with your business. For some people, it's not. And I think thinking about that, who do you want it to be? For, for me, one of the helpful things it's been has been a sieve. So everybody I work with right now has been an inbound lead, meaning they've seen me on TikTok or Instagram. And so they've reached out. And so I know when I'm working with people, they know what my style is like. And, they, and, there are, and so that's been helpful for me. For some businesses, you have that question of, our clients going to like this? So I think really getting a sense. And if you have a couple clients you're working with now, talking to them and saying, if I were to have this on social media, what would your thoughts be? Because it doesn't work. It's not going to work for every business. For me, when I started, it, it really was like a creative outlet. And so I think thinking about it as part of your business strategy is helpful. So in your podcast episode, you talk about it and saying, you, you have to think about it in your strategy and that it is going to work for some and not others. Because as I started doing it, one of the not traps I'd say, because I still enjoy it, but it's really good that I enjoy it because social media can be very all-encompassing. So when I started hitting post, I had no strategy whatsoever. I would think in the morning about what I might want to do. And I started with TikTok because TikTok actually is a lot easier. It, the tools at least make it really easy. I don't have super complex tools. I, I have a microphone, I, I but I use my iPhone. But I would think about what do I want to record today? That can sometimes that can take 15 minutes. Sometimes that can take hours. And sometimes the video doesn't go through. And so it can be really exhausting if you think about the 80-20 rule and where you're spending your time that it's and I part of what I, I did, I was very consistent. I would post every single day. I started posting five days a week because seven days was too much. Over time, I've been batching my content. So I might record like on a Friday, five different videos. I still have a ways to go to really be strategic and tying it to my business because I have manager method, my social media account. I also have manager method, the business. So for manager method, the business, I do manager training and I'm really laser focused in like my manager one-on-one course and then also some kind of live training and speaking I do for organizations. But I'm really leveraging in on that. Because I spent so much time and energy creating videos for manager method, the social media account, I would feel awkward or uncomfortable talking about my business on social media. 
And that's, it's the same thing I would tell a friend. That's silly because I, if I've worked so hard and I believe in what I'm doing, then I should talk about it to a reasonable degree. Um, but if you really are leaning on social media, then really thinking about how to be strategic. And so mapping that out, okay, what's my focus? Now I've worked to think, okay, it's towards the end of the year. I have a mini course, let's say, on time off. So as people prepare for the holidays, how can I tie that together and at least have it so that I have a resource? Because otherwise, if you just are looking at social media and just focusing solely on building an audience, I've had issues with TikTok now of people and copying my account, copying all my videos. That's annoying. What's concerning is now those accounts look just like me mm-hmm. and they've gained followers really quickly and they DM followers to try to get uh-huh. money. Like they'll, they, they, they try to scam people. And But if, if you're just focused on building an audience, one, you're really supporting a social media platform. But right. two, make sure that you're not getting everybody used to just free content and then all of a sudden you start introducing things and you're like, hold on, what, what's this now? So really, I think being strategic, thinking about the timing from a personal aspect, I don't spend as much time on social media as I used to. From a, a mental health perspective, I got used to some of the comments, some very negative personal comments, other comments, just things of, this is ridiculous, nobody talks like this, and stealing yourself up against that a little bit. But really, I think being strategic and thinking about, okay, if I'm going to make a video, then how to make a blog? How do, how do you use it? and tie things together to have it to your business. That's advice I would have given myself and I still would give to myself this day. Yes. And like you mentioned, TikTok or making videos might not be for everyone. So anyone listening to this, it can be intimidating to go to Ashley's TikTok account and see how many followers she has. But that doesn't it doesn't mean that you need to do the same in order to be successful and really considering what medium you feel most comfortable in. So for me, I'm just not a funny person. And one video would take me, it would be an eight hour thing, <laughs> which the ROI would not work out at all. So for me, I enjoy this medium of podcasting. And I know you have a new podcast too, so we'll talk about that in a minute. And for someone else, that might be what they enjoy doing, or you might like blogging. And so you hone in on, okay, how do I really maximize my search engine optimization on my website? And when I'm thinking about what articles to write, another thing regarding social media that you mentioned is if you're just very immersed in the social media world, I think you will feel pressure to get on certain trends, again, just to to grow your visibility or get likes. And those trends might not um, relate back to your offer. Or even if you are trying to create content to relate back to your offer, when you are spending too much time focusing on the social media trends, as you said, you might not um, have as strategic of a timeline of, okay, it's fourth quarter, what are people thinking about next? Or maybe next week is Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I should do a Black Friday sale. Let me just whip that up together tonight. So you can be more strategic looking forward to what are, how can you meet someone's need at this time of the year or have it fit around your life. So I, let's say you're going on a trip for Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, you don't have to have a Black Friday sale. So make it work for you. Now, can we segue into your podcast? Tell us about that, how it's a very, again, like you're even doing that in a very unique way. So tell us about it. Yes. So our podcast is HR Besties. And I say our because I have two co-hosts, which for me has been really helpful. I 
I completely agree with what you said, Kaylee, about like thinking about what brings you joy. And at the end of the day, like still recording the videos, like I always, as a kid, I always want to be a playwright. And so I find so much joy into writing out my script and then I film it. And it's, it is like still fun. And that's why I say to people, completely agree with what you said, do what, what brings you joy. And so the other is I did this, this insights discovery test just like last week. And it's one of those personality kind of work type tests. I, I did it for a company I'm working with. And it was it's like one of those things. It's like the state fair, but it's like a peek into your soul. Yeah. Even after 50 multiple choice, one of the things it said was like, Ashley is whatever best when she's talking to people, which she greatly enjoys. And so I love this right now. But for me in a podcast, I do a lot on my own recording videos. And so I really wanted to have at least one co-host. And so I started talking to Lee Elena Henderson, who's the creator behind HR Manifesto for those that she a lot more people follow her than me. So if you're listening to me, you probably know her. But if you're not, check her out. And she does, I won't be able to do her voice, but it's not a question, but a quick comment. These, and she has lovely eyelashes. But um, I asked, did she do the intro in your first episode? I loved that. I can't do an impression of it, but the, hi, just checking in. Was that her? Yes. Uh, oh. No, that was somebody else. That was, for, uh, that was from somebody from our podcast network. I don't know. Our podcast network. Oh, I just, that was so funny. I love it. No, that. I, tra- I, tra- I, I laughed about that <laughs> from the very first intro. But no, so she, her voice is like a little deeper. She's also 5'11", where Jamie and I are on the coast. So we're like 5'3", 5'3". But uh, I had reached out to her about a uh, year and a half ago. I had followed her on TikTok when I started posting on TikTok, and she liked something I did on LinkedIn like a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love your stuff. Like I recognized her face. I didn't know her real name. And so we ended up Zooming then and because I always get along with the lawyers and we end up having a friendship. And so we we had actually p- pitched a podcast to a bigger network. I still have never heard back. She got like a pretty cold rejection letter like a few weeks ago, like a year after the fact, let's say so long after the fact. And candidates for jobs, we feel that that pain as well. But we, we talked about it because we have very similar approaches, but different styles. And so then I have a friend named Jamie Jackson, who I started talking about. She has a couple huge accounts, literally Millennial Misery on Instagram, just hit a million followers. Mm. By the time this comes out, her other account, Humorous Resources, will probably hit a million followers. She has meme accounts, so she kind of, it's like an aggregate. And she's really funny. And so we've been texting earlier this year about something. And I was like, hold on a second. And I reached out to Lee. Blah, blah. And so, we, so the three of us decided to do a podcast. We're similar ages, again, similar mindsets, but different styles. And for us, it was how can we have it where we are friends, but we talk about how to change the face of HR. And I talk a lot about HR as opposed to employment law. One, if you start talking about the law a lot on social media, people will want individual legal advice. And I I don't have, I, my I, my DMs are not open on TikTok. Instagram, sometimes I have to tell people that. And so that's one thing about the, the law that's a little bit quirky and to really be mindful of what, if, if you're doing that, of you know, anything. So I really talk about HR. But we we got, we fleshed out our topics of things we wanted to talk about. We put together a whole first season of eight episodes and we got together in person. So they live in different states. So we came together in person and we, when I said podcast network, I I started my career in-house counsel in a radio company. And one of the shows that they hosted was the most successful show in Atlanta. And one of the co-hosts of that since left and he and his wife started a podcast network. They have their, their, it's Jeff and Callie Dollar. They have a podcast called The Upside. It's about positivity. They have a daily podcast um, which I can't imagine um, what that's. But they, so they have a podcast network. And so I kept, I ran into them in a co-working space. I introduced myself because I'd met Jeff like literally in passing 10 years ago. And 
ended up kept running into them in like the craziest places in Atlanta. And oh, that's funny. so they have a podcast episode called, or maybe she's a stalker about me, which Wait, is because I promise I'm not, but we, and I think that was called destiny. If you're ready to build and grow a flexible virtual law practice, whether you're going solo for the first time or you have an existing practice, but would like to be able to work less without sacrificing your income, our signature program, The Accelerator, is for you. The Accelerator is a six-month private, done-with-you mentorship program to provide you with the exact steps, strategies, and support that you need to build, launch, and grow a flexible virtual law practice. There's honestly nothing else in the marketplace like The Accelerator, and we take a holistic approach to building a flexible law firm around the most important priorities in your life. Our unique combination of training materials, templates, and private mentoring will fast-track your transformation from burnout and missing out to a lawyer who looks forward to Monday mornings. By the end of the program, you will not only have all the information and tools you need to launch your flexible virtual firm, but we will have built out many of the back-end components of your firm together. You'll have a clear, personalized, and actionable business plan to operate and grow your practice with the confidence and support to do it. And last, but certainly not least, you'll join a network of like-minded attorneys to grow with. Enrollment for the Accelerator is open now at lawyeronyourterms.com slash accelerator. It was Destiny. That's what we say. It's Destiny. We're Destiny. But so we ended up, so that was, for us, that was really helpful because all three of us, like I have my own company, both Jamie and Lee work in HR. And so we don't have that much time. And our network does all the editing for us. And but yeah, HR besties. And so it's literally a mix of, we call it business and BS. I'll just say that for this podcast. And you're a bit more family friendly than we are over there. But like it's, it it is such a, it it gets a creative outlet for us, but it's all talking about stuff that we really care about treating people better at work and some of the experiences people have and ways to be better. And so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. We just launched at this point about a month ago. And have had a really, really good reception. Again, talking about doing things differently. So we launched on the business charts. During our first week, we were in the top 10 in Apple and Spotify business category. We were surrounded only by like podcasts, basically about like men, by men about making money. And we're like, women, like make work better. And so for us, it was just very validating about what we're doing. So while, you know, we talk about those things and trying to like, for us, like we just, we have our head down. We're there to like, to do it and keep putting our message down, the same thing I've done on social media, the same thing I've done in building my business is keep focusing on stuff that you feel like leverages everything you've done to date that brings you yes. joy and that others may, that might benefit somebody else. And that's been the name of the game. When you came together to record the first season, is that when you did, you also did a really fun branding. So I highly encourage everyone to check it out. The branding, your photo shoot was so fun. And you recorded eight episodes together. Yep. We, are you going to be doing that for season two or are you going to do season two remotely? So we're going to do, we're going to add for season, we're probably going to add a couple of more episodes of season one remotely. We're probably going to record those in the next week gotcha. or two. And then for season two, we'll probably come together for some and then record some remotely as well. It's really, we had such a blast together. It's funny. Like it was I, really fun. We had, a, like, and we really, we, in some of this was like was very similar process. Kayla, we worked together on like a business and with Accelerator. You talk about look, look at Pinterest. Look at that. That was when I created my Pinterest account. And so it's think about what resonates with you. And so we were doing the same from the branding, bright colors. And so we worked with a photographer I knew. She photographed. I met her 
because she photographed when I did a stand-up comedy class, which I know people are like, oh, you're a real dork if you had to take a class for stand-up comedy, but everything takes work. But, but yeah, and that was cool. That was an opportunity to yeah. have a show. I remember that people yes. can check that out on YouTube. Totally. And Lola Scott was the photographer. I'll give her a shout out here in Atlanta. She's She just, it's it, everything I try to do is, is just like, what feels very authentic. And we had like bright colors. And then yeah. with our web designer, she did an amazing job. Claire, Bloomy Design. I'll, again, I'm giving these shout outs to them because I just, easy to work with, fun, supportive, and just like, heard what we were saying and then like t- totally put it into life. And so we had a blast. We went out to the first like, picking. It's so funny. Jamie came to my house and I like basically tackled her in my driveway. She stayed with me. My kids were like, don't, oh my God, my, like, my kids are obsessed with her. Lee's, Lee's fancier. So she stayed at a hotel. But like going to pick her up, like it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's like the same feeling a lot of people have, whether it's social media or putting yourself in business is you have this like fear of, will this work out? What are people going to think? I'm like, oh, how are we going to get together? And it was trusting your gut is really powerful. And the connection that we have truly as friends, we text 75 times a day and they really become like really close. And so it's, that's for me, it was really important to have a, my, business and creative outlook, which right now it's more creative than business, but but to be able to work with other people. And I've really enjoyed that. And for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast, HR Besties, or hasn't seen your branding, if you're just imagining a podcast about HR topics, it's not what you think. The content's not, the branding's not what you think. And I love how you say, start from a blank canvas. And I do encourage people to do that in their practices too. You don't need to be standing in front of a courtroom in a black suit for your website photos. So look at what you, look at other businesses that you like, draw inspiration from them, even if they have nothing to do with the practice of law or other podcasts that might not have anything to do with HR. Another thing that you have done that's unusual and really cool is you've worked with other brands. You've become like a lawyer influencer, which I think you might be the only one. (laughs) No, there's, I think there's a few, there's a few others. But it's really cool. So you've had an opportunity to work with LinkedIn and create a course with LinkedIn for managers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, some of it is like when you do something and and for so much in your life, especially I think if you're a lawyer, you like want to conform. And so I love what you talk about, Kaylee, about what you wear, because we definitely have talked about the pantyhose, the the, the skirt suit, wear this, not that, and in this expectation. Like if you're a woman, maybe think about taking your wedding ring off. These things that you fall into that you you feel like you have to do. And if that's who you are, then like absolutely go for it. But doing what feels authentic to you. And so for so long as lawyers, I, I do think you feel like you're caught in this trap where you have to fit this mold. But when you start thinking differently, like when you have your own business and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to get called in front of the managing partner, or even if I'm in a small firm, I'm not going to deal with this head office manager who like doesn't like the way I do X, Y, Z. When you start doing what really feels genuine to you, opportunities can open up. And Kaylee, working with you was, you talked about the scarcity mindset versus growth mindset. And I probably heard those terms for a long time. And I remember we had a session and before it, I was Googling, what does that mean? And again, I am really setting myself to look like a big dork. But as, as you talked about things is not thinking about the limits, but the growth mindset for me has meant like being the person and at a certain point, not caring what people th- thought because it was more important to me to, to put this message out there and know there's no way to please 100% of people. 
So put that to the side. But think about pleasing one person. And, and if you, it's, or something you wish you'd heard or you've had a conversation, it's resonated with somebody. So as I started posting videos, certain things started happening. And so one was I got one day, and this was like 10 months, let's say, or nine months of after posting every day, spending hundreds of hours of work for a few views. Or when I had growth on social media, that followed, even though it seems quickly, oh, six months after starting a social media account, I then grew 100,000 followers in six weeks. What you don't see is me thinking, for spending for hours, not being strategic, putting all that time in, literally crying on the floor because I'm like, I spend so much time thinking about this or this comment. Oh my God, it made me want to delete my account. And so you don't always see the work that goes into the luck. Like it was Jack from Titanic that said, I create my own luck. So use a real, real good reference there. But I got a DM from a senior content manager at LinkedIn that said, I like your videos. You're doing something different. I'd love to have a call. And so I ended up talking to them. And so LinkedIn Learning, which I'd seen their videos before, again, they all seemed to me, my top of mind, like very polished. Mm. As I started going in, I saw, and even their guides are like, be yourself, be bold in seeing a lot of people's unique personalities. So in working with LinkedIn, I created a course, Daily Habits for Effective People Management. So if you have LinkedIn Premium, you can see it. If you have any trouble getting the course and you want to see it, just message me on LinkedIn. I'm Ashley Heard, H-E-R-D, not Amber Heard and not H-E-A-R-D or whatever. Many ways people can spell it. But I can send you a, a link so you can have access to see it. It's just an hour long. That one's short. But but I got to I got I create I when I created my own manager one on one course that's longer it was me doing all the editing doing all these things figuring that out taking yeah. forever with LinkedIn it was a whole team and so I spent I said probably two hundred oh, wow. hours before I went out to LinkedIn to film it I spent a week in California filming at their studios hair and makeup taking my dress off off and on so I wouldn't spill things on it they clearly did know me very well and but. In that course came out and it's been really cool. And that's something that a lot of, it's very accessible to a lot of people. And so it's been really neat. That's really cool. And juxtaposed to you telling about how you spent hundreds of hours creating content and all the struggles of that when you were getting just a few views that when you start a business and especially if you're making content online or whatever you're doing, I think that it feels like there's a choice of you can completely DIY this or you have to go spend a ton of money and hire editors to do everything for you. I, When we first got on the video today, you asked me if this is my new office. Right now, because my daughter's at school and it's just working logistically, I'm in a co-working space and in front of me is like very professional podcasting equipment and lights that I'm not using over here instead. But I digress. Some people, you're starting a podcast. Oh, okay, I need the most expensive equipment before I do this. And then I have friends who have very successful podcasts who record it with a very cheap from Target microphone that they grab in like a closet. Or I've recorded podcast episodes in my car before. Hopefully no one can tell. I'm sure they can. And then you've done the same, but then you've also had these opportunities where you have a whole team of people around you. And I guess I'm not really sure what the point I'm making is, but it's like both. You will do both. You will you will DIY it and then these opportunities will come along, hopefully, as you diligently apply yourself and you need to work toward that. Yeah. I, and I think part of it is the experience at LinkedIn was incredibly cool. It's reached more people than I've done. You know, 20,000 people, I think, as of today, have, have taken this course all around the world. And I'll log every time I log into LinkedIn, it's like a notification of people that are like, 
literally around the world. And that is incredibly cool. But but cool, that is not the core of my business. The core of my business is a course I created on my phone, through my camera, through a microphone, but I created it in this office. So you see it, it's in this office. I recorded it. I spent literally years coming up with the ideas of the content, but then finally hitting record and creating it and creating a resource guide to go along with it. I created all of that myself, and that is the core of my business. And I could probably pay and go and re-record the whole thing at Avancy Studio, and maybe one day I will. But I work now with so Manager 101, course I created. Kaylee and I had talked about this. This was still like a, a pipe dream. I finally created it. And it's a more like robust certification course for managers. And a lot of this is thinking strategically. I created it thinking, oh, this will be for individual managers to upskill their management. Spoiler alert. It's not like, like working in the accelerator program where you're the decision maker, you're, like you, you are this. Like An individual manager generally doesn't want to shell out their own money to pay for their development. They want their company to, or they expect their company to pay for that. And so right. I work now mainly B2B, B2B, meaning business to business. And so a businesses will buy my licenses for organizations as small as about 15 employees that might buy it for three of their managers to organizations with hundreds of employees that are buying it for hundreds of their managers. And they are buying a course that I created myself, again, did all the editing and worked really hard to learn what to do and add add different things into it. But I did it myself without significant technology. There's no, I have no six-week course to teach you how I made my course. Like It, it was just my iPhone and, the, and I, my thoughts that I'd put on paper and editing and editing it. But businesses, I've Working with businesses, I've never had someone that's, could you make it look, can you edit, can you go into a studio and re-record it? And so it's about the content. And I've used, again, all my experience from legal, in HR, to being a human being and put it together and distilled it to be information that I know others from hundreds of conversations people want to hear. And that's what people care about. And so it's not about, like, I fell into the trappings of thinking about the logo or how can I get my website? It's really about just doing it. And then what marketing looks like for you. And if that's writing, that's never pressing play on the camera, completely fine. There are people that have built incredible businesses and probably spend a lot less time thinking about social media during the day than I do. So I love what you'd said about thinking about what feels most natural to you and brings you joy. And also you thought outside the box a lot. You said something just there about how you're selling commercial licenses to businesses that are then providing the course to their managers. And I have had a lot of success in a similar way with Contractista. I would say the majority of individual sales, or maybe it's even 50-50, it would vary, comes from like an individual coming to the website and downloading a contract template. But increasingly, a lot of the sales is me selling a license, a commercial license, so you can think of that as wholesale, to another program that's going to, maybe they're a business coach and they are offering they're offering a contract template for their students to implement in their business. And so they can come and download that. So that is something I think is Im important to consider and just thinking outside of the box, because I have a lot of people who come to me and ask about how they can get started with digital products. And this is going to be maybe to close a big question, but what would your advice be to the person who they're just at the very beginning stages of they're practicing law, maybe they're employed or they're solo, and um, they see other people creating digital products and having success with that. And that feels maybe as elusive to them as the term passive income when you just 
hear it and they think maybe I'll, may, I could make a template, I could do this. What would your advice be for moving forward in action with that loose idea? I think some of it is literally just putting it down on paper. And it sounds super simple. It's really hard to do in practice. And so sketching out what that looks like. And one of the things I wish I'd done more probably is as I started putting things together, reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'll provide this to you for free for, for your feedback. And so I worked a lot on experience and then I started doing that later. But I wish I'd done that at the outset. And if you listen to some of the people, some people will, will, that have built crazy success that they'll talk about this is and it can feel counterintuitive. So if you're building a business, why would you give away something for free? But often it's getting that it's getting that feedback. Like one thing that I created like right after we'd been working together, Kaylee, was like this new employee guidebook. It is a journal that is things to like write, like questions to ask on your as you start a new job. And it's a place to to do that. And I had put it, I'd had this thought in my head for years. I put it together, put it on Amazon, made a TikTok, and sold like a couple thousand dollars worth of them overnight. But but also, I looked at it, and I have now I have organizations that that license it for their business and just put the pop their cover on it, take my intro page away. But one of the things someone said is, "Can you have page numbers?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a good." Idea. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh yeah, and a table of contents. But it's but that's a very basic. Yep. And again, listening to this, people's estimation of my thought process between the stand up comedy class and googling scarcity yeah. and growth mindset really is really I'm probably knocking down down a bit. But I'm just like anybody that's out there trying. You never are going to think through everything fully. And so asking other people and giving things away in exchange for that. And I think that's the idea of building partnerships. I'm literally just now rolling out partnerships with like other HR providers that are offering this. I'm providing, I'm giving now like I guess an affiliate for what they do because it's, you don't, my biggest point is not to become the person that's that if you're a lawyer in the law firm where you list out every practice area you do. Oh, I do criminal and bankruptcy and this because yeah. One is it's really hard to to really, and I won't say specialize because I know some bars don't like that, but it's really hard to be the attorney your clients expect you to be in all of those areas. That's important in an ethical obligation put to the side. It's incredibly exhausting during the day to oh, yeah. be like it, jumping on these issues in your mind going places. And so one of the things that Kaylee had talked about that is, is really niching down. And so thinking about your niche and what do you want to pop in your head and niche it down and build partnerships with people that do similar but different things to you so you can but just start with like your highest level of expertise and just write it down and sketch out what's something that you'd like to see give it to people iterate on it means change it and so that's my recommendation is just to start putting things on paper that's awesome one thing a little bit unrelated but in niching down also even within your practice area niche if there's something that you don't want to do, for example, I don't do any trademark litigation. I have an almost exclusively trademark and copyright practice, but I don't do trademark litigation because it doesn't fit in my work hours, in my life. So I refer all of that out. And so I would just hold it all with an open hand and realize that you also have the power to even at that level say, "I this is work I'm not going to do and I'm going to refer out. So Ashley, thank you so much for your time. Where can people connect with you? I know you're on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Are they the main places in your, I believe you're at manager method? Yeah. If you look up at right. manager method, all one word, do not do manager underscore method anywhere. That is the imposter account as of okay. recording this that's still up. But just all one word, manager method, Ashley Hurd, H-E-R-D, go to managermethod.com and find me there. And then HR Besties. And we do have a website, hrbesties.com, where you can Learn about us, see links to our things, and and get our merch. Awesome. 
Thank you so much, Ashley, for your time today. Thank you, Kaylee. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and really help us grow. If you would take a moment to go to your podcast app where you listen and leave us a review. If you know a lawyer who you think would enjoy this podcast, please take a screenshot of your favorite episode and send it to them or tag them in a post. And before we leave, I just want to remind you that you are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. I'll see you next week.